Hello and welcome to Inside Stories from the MPA. I'm Cindy Simmons and this is a podcast for Manchester's Publicity Association. It's where you'll hear the latest insights and experience from other industry leaders in our great city. I'll also bring you up to date with the MPA's upcoming news and events. On this episode, I'm going to be exploring the world of freelancing, a very important sector for our industry in Manchester. You'll hear about how our industry can better support the freelance workers within it. And to give their perspective on that are Polly Ward and Rick Ward with me from We Are The Allies. We Are The Allies is a creative freelance network with over 500 freelancers and serving 165 agencies across the UK. You'll hear more about that in a moment. But first, here's a few upcoming MPA events. First up, we've got on the 13th of March, watch your um, inboxes because we'll be inviting members to an event on the 13th of March. So watch out for your special invitation. For charity golf days kicking off the 25th of June and then the summer barbecue is always a hot, hot sellout. It's going to be happening on the 7th of July back at Dukes 92. If you visit our website, mpa.org.uk and all the events will be listed there for you. Okay, so that's what's on at the MPA at the moment. So let's talk about what's up in the industry. I'm joined today by my guests, Polly Ward and Rick Ward from We Are The Allies. Hi, guys. Just uh, before we go into chatting about what you guys are about and what you do, what's what's kind of hitting you uh, most in the industry at the moment, would you say? Polly, you first. Um, I think a lot of our freelancers are upskilling. So um, you see loads of different things coming through now. You've got AI coming through, different ways of creating things like pitches and assets that you might need. If you can use a can use an AI to help you kind of sell in ideas and things like that, then I think that's a really interesting sort of feature of, of some of the things that I've seen. Wow. That's a bit scary. <laughs> what about you, Rick? What are you kind of seeing emerging people, you know, in, in terms of people you're talking to on a daily basis? Well, I think January is always a funny time for freelancers. It's it's obviously a time when a lot of self-employed people have just paid a tax bill. So I think my focus is much more on getting people work and making sure everyone's kept nice and busy in January and, and going into the year. Absolutely. It must be, it's a tough time that first, uh, that first month of the year for everybody. Yeah. So my guests today is I said, Polly Ward and Rick Ward from We Are The Allies. Polly Ward is a freelance creative. She's worked her editing magic on a whole host of award-winning commercials and content for some of the UK's biggest brands. Polly now runs all things content and post-production for the Allies. And Rick Ward is a freelance creative director. He's worked in the ad industry for over 30 years, creating campaigns for companies like Red Stripe Lager, Renault Cars, White and Mackay Whiskey and Perrier. And Rick founded We Are the Allies in 2019. So Polly and Rick, you're both freelancers and work within the creative industries. Um, how do you start? What's the work you guys both do day to day? Polly, you kick off first. So I was a real little geek when I was a kid. I used to set up little film shoots at home. And I think Rick realized that he needed to channel that into something and uh, pushed me into going into like work experience at different creative companies. So I started doing that when I was like 17 and um, ended up working 10 years at, at the mob editing and working in production, which kind of led on to me just going freelance then by the end of that I was I was editing full-time for them and uh, Mark Collins turned around to me and said oh you need to just just edit it's what you're good at so I, I decided to just focus on that so then obviously we got together and came up with the idea of allies we, I'd been freelancing for about 
three years at the time. Yeah, yeah. And you were freelancing as well, weren't yeah. you? I've been freelancing for, for 10 years after running my own agency. But day to day, we work on, on running allies, but also working on freelance projects. And I think it's really key that we that we still do freelance work because it puts us in touch with our network. It means we really understand what they're doing and what, what their issues are. And obviously not forgetting, we've got father and daughter here. Is that correct? Yes, we That's have. true. It's a family affair. You know what? Wherever we go, Cindy, everyone always knows who my dad is. And it's just been a bane of my life forever. So we thought, why not just work <laughs> together and get it over and done with yeah. <laughs> Also, Polly's uh, brother's a photographer as well. So he says the same thing. Yeah. Wherever you go, you can't escape it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, why did you start, or what made you think about We Are the Allies? You know, what's, what's the story behind that? Do you want to give us some insights into how it all well, began? I think there aren't many ways into this industry, are there? You know, you you're either yeah. you're either running an agency or or you're working for a client. So, I think this idea came probably one drunken Friday night when we were trying to think of something that would put something back into our industry and. Yeah, I just want to, we want to bring that experience of your experience of freelancing to our network. So there are lots of problems with freelancing, getting paid being being one of the hurdles. You know, lots of people don't don't get paid for months on end. So we, we tried to set up a business that was going to give some of those solutions to freelancers. Something that we would use ourselves as freelancers as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But also from a creative perspective perspective a freelance network that isn't a recruitment company that's really on the freelancer's side and also trying to provide really great resource for agencies i think the difference with us is because we're a freelance recruitment company but we're not recruiters as such so working in the industry being sort of at the call face every day you're really in touch with what's going on in the freelance industry so we came up with this idea of a freelance network and and Went out there at the beginning, researched it. In, in we went and spoke to McCann in Manchester. We've got good friends there, and all kinds of different agencies and freelancers. And we really sort of did that that initial research to ask if people thought this would be a useful service for them. And thankfully, everyone thought it was a good idea. Yeah, here we are, five years later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you're, like, you're the connectors of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, putting freelancers in touch with with good briefs and making sure they get paid. A lot of the people who we work with are kind of underrepresented in terms of having someone to kind of go forward, promote their work for them. If you're a director, then you've repped by a production company. And if you're a home economist, then you might be repped by a stylist company. But of all of the other sort of freelance categories that we cover, so many of them don't have that representation. And there's not really anywhere that you can go and find all of the different freelance categories that we've got on our network so really it's a great way of promoting those people but getting them amazing briefs as well so that they they're working on really good projects with great agencies and clients so i know you obviously got your leads office but uh, here in manchester what's the market like at the moment in manchester Rick, for freelancers yeah i think we we found that it's grown year on year for us so from that perspective it's, it looks like it's it could be a good year and certainly january you know, the first week of January, uh, nobody's really doing anything, but it's it's now really ramping up, and and we're getting a lot of lot of freelance bookings through. And I think there's a change. A lot of agencies are, are sort of looking to freelancers to supplement their departments rather than rather than hiring permanent people because you know there's a there's a nervousness about that. So freelancers are, are definitely more being used to bolster agency departments across the board. Mm. 
Mm, I can imagine. Do you think that's something that will continue? How do you see the market running for the rest of the year whilst we're on that subject? I can see it growing. Obviously, there's peaks and troughs in, in every year in terms of when people are busy and different sectors are busier at different times. But I, you know, as far as we can see, I feel like the trend is, is up for bookings and, and for freelancers for sure. I think freelancing is a great way of adding on those skill sets into your agency that you've not necessarily got there on the ground. And if you've got you know, a really specialist project that's come in through the door, you can just bolt that on, which is really nice. Absolutely. So in terms of the market, Polly, how can it improve? And and also in terms of being a freelancer, what do you think the community needs? I think that being a freelancer can be, it can be a little bit lonely at times. So I think it's great to see like, you know, amazing events um, out there that, that people can go to. I think that freelancers need to know that there's that stuff out there, that there's those resources that they can go out to, they can tap into, they can meet other people. And you don't have to feel like you're, you know, you're a one-man band on your own doing it and you're isolated, I suppose. I think if you can get out to MPA events and stuff like that, just give you a little plug <laughs> and that's always great. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting because a lot of freelancers look for that and need that. And it's just nice to sort of see that they've got different options of, of places that they can go, things that they can do. Not, you know, it doesn't have to be a meetup, could be something more social. I think there's a definite need for that in the freelance uh, industry. Yeah, I think we're also conscious that if you know if people want to re- reach out to us and talk to us about their experience or any problems they're having, then we're, we're more than willing to talk to different freelancers about that sort of stuff. That's cool. And so, um, Rick, coming to you again. So if somebody was looking for a freelancer for, for any kind of project, is there a process? Does it have to be a written? What happens? Is it a written brief type thing? Or ha- what's the process of finding a good freelancer? Yeah, visit the website. <laughs> um, but no, I think we've got a form on the website for people to submit a brief or uh, we're always on LinkedIn and on social and we're always promoting the network so we're we're fairly easy to get a hold of what we found is when we first built our website it had a a, a booking function and now we've found that really people want to talk to a human being they're uh, Mm. much more happy Mm. to email us or or pick up a phone and and get in touch And, and it's odd but people seem to want that interaction yeah how annoying is it when you get the old chatbot popping up do you want to talk chatbot, yeah. <laughs> there's nobody there anyway is no, there generally we've got a chatterbox but no chatbot <laughs> a lot of people just look on linkedin don't they when they're trying to find a freelancer or especially for something that they don't necessarily know um the marketplace for so they're looking for something that's a bit out of their a usual remit and they might turn to linkedin and just post on there or start looking for people and i think the thing is with doing that is you've not you're having to vet everyone who you come across yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you've probably covered this off already, but in terms of benefits of using a freelancer instead of bringing somebody in full time, uh, and I think Rick, you were saying that's kind of seems quite prevalent at the moment. People are bringing additional people in. Are there any sort of key roles that you see people wanting to add to their? personnel is it creative is it copy what, what kind of roles are coming through more often than, than not or is it is there no kind of pattern to it so i think we see a lot for motion design personally um we see a lot in in the editing space okay. in general i think some of that is from me being a creative freelancer in that space and i think naturally 
a lot of people need video to support their campaigns or even just to to win a pitch for them. You know, they might need something like that. So I think there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of video editing, a lot of motion design. Um, we get a lot of design as well, creative people looking for creative teams. We get a lot of photography. It, it's quite varied for us, to be honest with you. Um, mm. So I, I don't think you could pinpoint one thing. Yeah, they're the strongest categories, I think. We've counted up before, actually. We've got 45 different creative disciplines on that on the website. So it's, it shows you how broad it is. That's amazing, 45. I just went back to ask you that in terms of kind of what's the strongest roles, but obviously very varied. And so just name some of the roles that you offer out for freelance work, uh, Rick. Just give us a kind of top line. It really goes from the be- the beginning of the creative process to the end of it. So we've got everything from creative strategy right the way through to, you know, like conceptual people, creative creative designers, physical deck designers, copywriters, SEO copywriters, mm. photographers, animators, videographers, editors. On the production side, you know, <laughs> everything from finished artwork, packaging, it, it really is you know, a whole virtual agency in, in one place. It's amazing. It's a really good business model, really fascinating. So Polly, when a client does reach out to get a freelance from you guys, um, what do they ask you for? Is it, how do they approach it? Um, it's really very dependent on the brief, to be honest with you. I mean, some people will come through to us with a one-line brief and we've worked with them for ages and we know exactly what they want or what they're after. Sometimes we drill down further into that and we'll get a full five-page deck from them that explains more about what they're looking for so it really does depend and I think the thing is with allies is we do try and get to know all of the agencies who we work with so we will get to know the agencies get to know the kind of creatives that they like to work with and then we can often you know have a really good idea of what they're looking for when they get in touch with us but generally they're looking for good experience a really nice portfolio sometimes they'll be looking for like a a particular skill set or style so say for example if they're looking for an illustrator they might send us over an example of like a specific illustration style that they're looking for Um, and with motion design or editing they'll send over an example and then we'll have a look and go right this person on the network could be perfect for that because they've got x y and z in their portfolio but i think for us, it is about knowing both the freelancers and the agencies so that we can really, yeah. you know, match those people together in a bespoke way. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Yeah. I think sometimes they're looking for someone to think a bit outside the box, you know, particularly if they've if, um, got people in-house who know their brand and know what they're after. But sometimes the freelancers brought in to, to give that little extra push of creativity, which I think yeah. A bit of a challenging kind of situation. It's an alternative idea or concept, isn't it, that people are often looking for that other angle. You know, it's yeah, fresh perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it can get, you know, quite stale sometimes, can't it, if you don't have a fresh set of eyes on on a brief. Um, So obviously without divulging any trade secrets here, can you take it in turn and tell me about some of the most exciting projects you've worked on? Uh, Polly, do you want to start first? So last year, it was the end of last year, we worked on a really cool show for Channel 4. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a content series that we did, which was eight episodes um, of social first content. So like purely for the generation now who only watches YouTube. Um, And it was great. We did eight episodes. We did tons of cut downs for them. 
Um, and we did like motion graphics and obviously sound mix and everything. Create this whole sort of suite of assets for them to use on socials. But I think the cool thing about that project is it really shows how allies can come together. We can bring together, you know, five, six, seven creatives to work on a singular project. Um, so, you know, we worked with an agency and a production company on that project, but we helped them manage the post-production of that project and make sure that they got it across the line in time and on budget, which is very important. On budget. On budget. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. What about yourself, Rick? I mean, you must have worked on some fabulous campaigns in your previous roles, um, some cr- cracking brands we mentioned there at the outset, but anything that kind of really kind of has a, a light in your mind that was one of the most exciting projects to have worked on? Yeah, I think last using last year's example, um, the same the same sort of example as Polly's mentioned in a way that those projects where a number of allies work together on a project are the ones that that often bring us, you know, the nicest feeling. That always makes you feel great, right? Totally. And it's you know, it's great to see work that you're proud of. At the end of the day, isn't it? You know what I mean. These are proud you've helped yeah. deliver deliver that. That's always part of the reason we we've set up. Really, it's you know, we still want to champion creativity. It's not about the churn for us. It's still about doing good work for, on, on good briefs, as we've said before. Nice work for nice people. Oh, yeah, it's a strap line there, Polly, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, quick, stick that on the website. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hold that thought, hold that thought. So just a couple of final bits now as we, as we close. Um, so... I know sort of people, some young people starting out, students or or the like to become a freelancer. It's quite daunting, really, isn't it? I mean, what advice would you give them, Polly? You know, somebody just starting out in their career and they, they opt to be freelance, which is quite a bold decision, um, but fulfilling nonetheless. What bit of advice would you give them? I think it's interesting because a lot of people who are freelancers tend to be later on in their career. I think starting out as a freelancer from not working within an agency or not working within a production company is a bit of a different kettle of fish in a way because you really are starting from scratch. Um, But one thing that I would say, uh, which would be a good way to sort of make those first steps would be to really focus on their portfolio because I think you need something to show and you need to be able to show that you can work on on good ideas and on nice work. I think you need to set yourself a bit of a style of the kind of work that you'd you'd like to work on because a lot of people, when they look at a portfolio, they they look at that portfolio and they tend to typecast the person that they're looking at. So they'll be like, oh, this is the great kinetic type guy or this is the illustrator who does, um, you know, people. So I think you've got to think about what you want to do and then structure your portfolio towards the kind of work that you think that you want to get. That would be sort of number one. And then I think also just attending events and actually getting to meet people is really important, especially if you're a freelancer who has never worked in an agency. You're not going to have that normal network of people that you would have from working in an agency or a production company. Um, I think getting out there and meeting people, getting advice from other freelancers and just talking things through is is really yeah. key. You'll learn so much. You'll learn how to set your rates and how pe- other people do their budgets and how other people approach quoting for a client. So I think there's a lot that we can learn from each other just by having those conversations. We've done tons of work with, with Manchester Met and with some of the colleges in Leeds too. 
So we do try and support students with, you know, setting briefs or, you know, advertising courses and, and that and that side of it Fantastic, wherever we can. Yeah. That's really good. Um, so sort of final question to you, Rick, really. What's the next five years hold for you at the Allies? Yeah, wow, this mm. is a biggie, isn't it? Um, I think we want to, just want to carry on doing good work, as we've said before, and, and working with good agencies. We're constantly adding new freelance talent to the roster. That's really key so that it's constantly refreshed with good people. In terms of a sort of bigger ambition, um, we'd obviously, we obviously we do work with some London agencies and, and with lots of London creatives too. And we've seen London creatives working for Manchester agencies and Manchester creatives working with Lon- London agencies. That's something we want to grow and expand into. And the only the other thing we're building at the minute is is a content creators arm because obviously that's our new thing, isn't it? And and what everyone's asking for at the minute. So content creators is a biggie for us in in the next in the next year or so. So you've got some big ambitions there, which is never um, a bad thing. But um, and I must say, I must thank you um, as well, guys. You've been a constant supporter of the MPA through the awards and sponsoring the freelance hero category, which I think is really important for us to be to share that we are supporting freelancers with you guys. And I'm in conversations at the moment with them, with you to look at an event potentially for freelancers in Manchester. So. Thank you for that continued support for the MPA Awards. It's really, um, it's really well received, and it's, it's pushing freelancers on the map, which can only help all of us in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're thrilled to be part of it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside Stories from the MPA, Manchester's Publicity Association. We hear from us again in about a month's time. This podcast was produced by Purposeful Podcasts. You want to build a community around your business or your brand, then do get in touch with the team at purposefulpodcast.com. Please remember to rate or review Inside Stories from the MPA, as that means more people get to find out about us. And if you know people who aren't in the MPA but might be interested in joining, then do share this podcast with them too. See you next time. Bye.